welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, my Valentine, <laughs> my bearded chum, Mr. Paul Levy. And welcome back, everybody, for episode number 28. Thanks for the great introduction, very uh, themed. Yep. Um, so we're going to start uh, this week uh, by, as well, as always, as we do with, with every week, uh, thanking everybody um, for getting in touch with us. It's actually been quite overwhelming at times. Um, we are now, uh, have breached over 1,240 Twitter followers. We want more of you out there. There are more of you out there, so please get in touch with us uh, as always it's at orient outlook we are on instagram if you are on that social media platform it's orient underscore outlook underscore podcast i don't think there's too much on there at the moment but there's something that we'll look to no bits and pieces bits and pieces on there um and you can email us um if you're not on social media we are orient outlook at outlook.com Moving forwards, we've got a jam-packed show for you this week. Obviously, there wasn't one last week, so we have got two weeks to catch up on and two games. Yeah, so episode 27 was recorded two weeks ago. Feels like a lifetime ago. Um, and we had a phenomenal response. That was including the Matt Roper uh, interview, which was great. And episode 27 had listeners in Hungary, Germany, Croatia, Switzerland, Ireland, France, Canada, Spain, Portugal... And USA uh, and various Asian countries, so phenomenal. So thank you very much for listening to that um, and for getting in contact. Um, and if you have, let us know who you are. Uh, give us an email or give us a tweet so we can mention you. But again, thanks for listening. So reviews from episode 27, which is fantastic. Uh, the first review came in from Atcam Chatka FC, who said, Terrific assessment of the complexities of the Liberani situation with Leighton Orient on the Orient Outlook podcast. Fair and reasonable. Good work. Thanks very much indeed. Al- at Alex1088 underscore. Listen to episode 27. What a great interview with Ropa. Really puts Orion at the heart of things. Another great podcast. Yep, at M1 Cool Shay. Said, great episode. Thank you. You're right to convey that the blame game has to stop if we are to survive this season. I hope. Yeah, absolutely. At SMCCA8421, the comparisons of Lundstrom to Spring, which are comparisons that I made, were harsh on Spring. Far better player who had a career in the championship. Lundstrom really hides from the off but starts to want the ball constantly when we are beaten. Very cowardly, not the only one. That's a very good observation, actually. I never noticed that. Great observation there. At Dear Stu, said, fantastic podcast as always. Interview with Matt Roper was brilliant. The players need to take a long, hard look at themselves. Yeah, absolutely. At David Sears 3, another top podcast in complete contrast to Saturday Shambles. Our club has become a laughing stock and very sad to see. At Steve Edwards 43, says, great show, lads. Keep up the good work. At Gingery ID 81, love the longer pod this week, guys. Thanks for the shout out for me and the old man. Now he has SoundCloud, he listens. From what I hear, good analysis of the game. Old man said, worst performance for 10 years. And that's saying something with Orion. Yeah, and that yeah. was all about the uh, 4-1 home defeat to Scunthorpe. Yeah. That was pretty dire. Yeah, um, it was. And a nice tweet came in from a new <clears throat> Twitter account, uh, at Hipernian Orient, um, who said, we totally love the podcast. Hope you can spread the news about our new fan club in southern Italy. Well, here's one for you guys. <laughs> Benvenuti a tutti in nuovi appassionati di orienteri nel sud Italia. Si prega di mettersi in contatto con noi, which roughly translates as welcome to all new Orient fans in southern Italy. 
please do get in touch with us. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. Made my Valentine's Day that did. <laughs> and lastly, Adam Kirsch, 95. I listened to your podcast for the first time today. It was an enjoyable listen and agreed with most of what you said. So thanks for all the reviews. We didn't get time to mention all of them, uh, and we apologise for that, but we have to crack on with the podcast. Yeah, Adam, do feel free to say what you don't agree with. Um, we aren't uh, completely right on everything, uh, most things, but just just get in touch let us know what what you disagree with us on Um, it is an open forum that is why we do this yeah great point point. so then on Sunday the 1st of February as we were recording the uh, last episode number 27 footage emerged of the uh, Italian competition you know the trainees in the TV programme doing an awful limp sync to this could be the best day, which is the uh, song, song that, that we played to to start this this week's show off. Um, cringeworthy, embarrassing are two words that, that that spring to mind. It seemed to spark a lot of um, rage with a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. They felt that the they're being disingenuous. It's it looks bad on the club taking the Mickey. Not really sure if it was that bad. Um, personally, I won't let it distract us from the bigger issue of us being at the wrong end of the football league. I think it's just embarrassing for them, um, you know, when they look back on it in 10 or 15 years' time, that they'll probably think, what the hell was I doing? Um, I'm not really fussed by it. No one here will get to see it. No. Meh, move uh, on. Yeah, agree. Not really fussed about it. I don't watch the Italian TV show, so I don't know if the people in it were trainees or they were actors. They seem very comfortable in front of the camera. Um, yeah, I don't mm. care. Well, I must say, one of the kids had great... Uh, Great walking hmm. backwards skills as he was limpsing into the camera, walking backwards without yeah. care in the world. He was brilliant. So it's awful. You wouldn't mind so much. It was actually well done, but they were actually rubbish. Yeah, I what, suppose that's probably what got my like. The, one guy, the words were coming out, and the guy wasn't even moving his mouth. But the thing is about that though, mate. That's just typical European yeah. trash telly. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, so it's got too much airtime. Monday, second of February was transfer deadline day. This was like ages ago. So there were reports that we were going to sign Larnell Cole on loan from Fulham. That didn't happen. We also rejected two, well not we, the club, rejected two offers from Shrewsbury mm. for Chris Dagnall. Interesting. Yeah, no he, mention of the money involved? No, no, I didn't say anything about the money, no. Um, and as expected, we signed a goalkeeper. So we signed Alex Cizak on loan from Burnley. We got him until the 9th of March. He had been on, on loan at York earlier this season and he kept four clean sheets in 10 games. He gave a lovely quote saying, I'm a commanding goalkeeper. I come for crosses and try to organise the back four. I've met the lads who seem a really good bunch of guys too. And I know Nathan Clark from my time at Oldham. I know Marvin from Burnley. And I know Shane Lowry through his brother, which helps me to settle in a bit. I'm looking forward to getting going and hopefully keeping some clean sheets. So yeah, welcome yeah, yeah. to the O's, Alex. <coughs> um, Absolutely. Also announced that Ryan Hedges, his loan has been extend, extended until the end of the season. So we're quite happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that... Um... I think that generally, I don't. I wasn't really expecting too much movement in the transfer window. Happy that we've got a new goalkeeper in to help solve that problem. I think Hedges needs to play a bit more, so I'm happy that he's here longer so we can see what he can do. Uh, we've got a large squad, so I really wasn't expecting much movement. Our only downfall has been the injuries. So, yeah, I wasn't expecting anyone to come or go. Maybe Plasmati or Desaina was going to go or Henderson. I don't, I don't know, but not nothing... You know, one of the peripheral, one of the new guys, nothing. Yeah, for, for me, slightly disappointed that we didn't... I'm not sure. Didn't set our sights higher, potentially. We've got all this money that's been well documented um, and nothing's really happened from it. So, you know, not bad, not bad. On the plus side, we kept Cox and we kept Vincelow, yeah. who were the two key players for me. Yeah. I thought the Sainer was going at one point, but he stayed. Um, 
But as I said, we'd like to see more players come in, especially young and hungry players from around League One, League Two, and non-league. And yeah, not sure why we weren't more proactive. Um, goalkeeper issue, it's been an issue from the early season, I say from October. Um, and is it too early to take a risk with young Charlie Granger? You know, be a bit of a baptism of fire to come in while we're bottom of the league, not playing well, perhaps lacking a bit of confidence and direction. It would be, maybe. <coughs> I think if you're good enough, you're good enough. Mm. You know, and you'll deal with it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Next, Tuesday, third of Feb. Colin Mumford is confirmed as Johnny Davis's replacement. Um, so Colin, well done on getting the job. Yeah, we actually uh, interviewed Colin earlier today, so we're going to play the interview that we had with Colin. Um, so we got with him earlier, and here's what he had to say. So joining us on the phone now from the Chesterfield ground, uh, which I understand is, is rainy and a bit miserable up there, is the new media and communications manager for the club, Colin Mumford. Very good afternoon to you, Colin. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. No problem whatsoever. Um, just want to start by sort of obviously welcoming you to the club and uh, just sort of understand a little bit more about yourself, really, and, and where you've come from. And, uh, and yeah, if we could start with that. We were at that game actually because Johnny, um, we, we Johnny invited us to do the Orient player, and um, yeah, that was that was quite a baptism for us as well to to be able to sort of hear that. Um, Uh, 
uh, how to do it to start off with, but I mean, I'm, I'm gradually getting used to it. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just want to say, please bear with me. I, I'm only uh, new to this, so if I do get mistakes, I do apologise. But uh, it's not further to want to try in, in the early stages anyway until I get get settled in. Absolutely. So I, I, I'm going to guess that obviously where you've interviewed some of the players in the past and you've got that rapport with them already, I suppose it makes the job a bit easier or is it just as difficult? Um, yeah, it, it does help. I mean, a lot of the players sort of already knew me when I went, went in to introduce myself as the, as the new one, so new media man. So mm. they're all quite very, uh, very, very forthcoming and congratulate me. And uh, I've seen them a couple of times now and they seem, seem, seem like a good bunch of players to be able to work with. But obviously, sort of results aren't working out on the pitch at the moment. But fingers crossed they can turn it round between now and the end of the season. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we all share that sentiment exactly. In terms of um, initiations, we understand new new players have to stand up and, and sing a song. Have, have, I know you're not one of the playing staff, but I dare say you'll get collared into doing this. Do, do you have a song in mind? I don't at the moment. I, I mean, I did get asked when I went in for went in for one day with Johnny when I went up to meet him at lunch, and they were Lloyd James was in particular trying to get me to uh, get up and sing the song, but I said I hadn't prepared anything yet. So. Uh, <laughs> Well, secretly, we're probably all hoping that it is recorded and put on YouTube so that we yeah, can have yeah, a good old laugh. So. I was going to say, embarrassed at the first <laughs> really. That's what it's all about. But 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 it's a, it's a great way of of acceptance. But. Um, just sort of coming back to Johnny and not to you know underestimate what he's done or, or, or to overshadow what you're going to do in any way he's done a great job in terms of sort of upping our upping our game on the YouTube side of things and Twitter and, and, and the program has really come on a, a long ways what can you share with us any sort of uh, I suppose not to give you play your hand too too soon but sort of what ideas that you'll have or, or what your objectives are going to be because obviously we've we've got where are we we're mid-february now so we've only got until early may so do you just sort of carry on with with as is and then sort of introduce your ideas in the summer or, or what's how, how will it work yeah i think i think that sort of be, be the easiest thing to do in terms of just seeing the seeing the season out in terms of doing what johnny's done he's sort of guided me through what he's what he's sort of done over the last sort of few months with the program he's done a cracking job for the for the club and growing it in terms of growing it no end really in terms of the social media aspect and the program and things like that so in in sort of the initial period i think i'll, I'll sort of stick with that and then over the summer i mean i'll every away game now i'll be looking at sort of ideas and things like that in various other programs and looking at how other clubs do do things and see if there's sort of any little avenue where we can possibly improve the social media and program and anything really fantastic what what are you most looking forward to about the job and what are you least looking forward to <laughs> if you want to say that obviously yeah um, I enjoy sort of getting on, getting on with the player side of things. That's nice, but I mean, I feel I'll be able to sort of bring something slightly different, having come from a come from the journalism route into the into this. It's obviously slightly different now um, in terms of what I can and can't report on. But no, I mean, I'm looking forward to that aspect of the things. Um, I'm sure I'll get a, quite a bit of stick on the on the Twitter and stuff like that. But uh, I've got to get up a thick skin really between now and. Into, well, all the time now, really, and over the uh, course of the season. 
Fantastic. Thanks very much for joining us, Colin. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. So, <coughs> that, <coughs> bad timing there on my part. The joke. <coughs> excuse me. So that was Colin Mumford from the uh, Chesterfield ground today. Sorry for all the background noise and that, and the quality of that recording. It was done um, over the phone. So, um, Mate, yeah, you asked it, some good questions there. Good questions. Good responses from Colin. Seems uh seems like he's going to be a good addition to the um to the background staff. So it did seem to suit um him that this this job in that he's been interviewing, met the players, done writing, Absolutely. you know, you know, and 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 printed what he's printed about the club and he's he's a supporter of it. So I don't know if he's a supporter of Orient, but you know he's he's got good intentions. So yeah, absolutely. He was he was a really nice guy to talk to, and and I think that he'll do an extremely good job for us. So um, on Wednesday was Johnny's last day at the club. Yep, good luck, so, Johnny. He's all a, the best to you at Spurs. Yeah, what, what um, a step up, Spurs. I think, yeah, I, yeah. I think he's got a slightly less editorial role, more managing the sort of media side of the of of sort of the playing side of of things. But on Wednesday, um, at Guardian Orient tweeted, Fabio Livrani claims Mauro Milanese left the club because of serious issues with owner Francesco Bacchetti. Livrani, speaking via a translator, said he had some serious issues with the chairman that were non-technical, not related to the squad. I do not know the details. There were issues between the chairman and Mauro. Interesting, that, isn't it? Very interesting. Says a lot, but doesn't say very much, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Um, so moving on with that week, yeah. uh, Friday, 6th of Feb, uh, reports from various media outlets that an unnamed player at Leighton Orient is on 20k a week. I presume it's got to be Desainer. Um, yeah. Probably. Fussed about it. In terms of it's Bichette's money that he's throwing at it. So, yeah, yeah, he can pay for who he wants, I guess. Um, in other news, the club announced it. Charlie Granger, a young keeper, has signed a contract until summer 2017. So hopefully we'll get a chance. And Absolutely chance delighted soon. for him. Really yeah. nice lad when we met him. Yeah, really, course, really yeah. good lad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well done, Charlie. We look forward to seeing you in the first team sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Um, Saturday the 7th of Feb, the Rochdale match was suspended due to a frozen pitch. Didn't know what to do with myself on that day. Um, it was quite nice though, not having any stress to keep checking Twitter or... Listen, to the yeah. it was nice it was kind of a nice relaxing day gutted for those that booked their tickets oh, though, yeah. um, Terrible. and couldn't make it but uh, Rochdale put out a, quite a lengthy explanation actually which is I'm only mentioning it because it's that's not usually something that happens and and they went into quite a detailed explanation as to why it happened and the fact they got caught out and I, f- I feel for them because they, they did they did a lot and, and it was just you know bad bad weather reports that caught them out I went on the Rochdale website just to have a look at the story <clears> and I noticed that they've reduced all their kits to 20 quid because they work with a kit distributor, not one of the big guys, not like a Nike or mm. Adidas, like, I mm. don't know who it was. Someone that gives them flexibility. Great to idea. And where's yeah. you going to the Orient? Still 40, 45, £45. £45. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, unfortunately, without playing last week, we slipped to the bottom of League One because Yeovil beat Crawley 2-1. Um, and also on Saturday, it's 20 years since that famous sit and bring your dinner rant uh, and the sacking of Terry Howard at half time incredible 20, 20 years. years I actually watched that back on YouTube earlier amazing how though. young they look amazing yeah. I think we were at that match I'm sure we was at that match yeah it we was, was. Yeah, crazy we was. to think of that yeah. game um, leads us on into the week that was Monday the 9th of February Neil Eardley returned to Birmingham City after just one game uh, his loan spell wasn't supposed to end until the 22nd of Feb and he also can't play for Birmingham now until the 23rd of Feb due to his registration at Orient he was recorded as he was not getting game time. Yeah, I think that was because, from what we understand, it was a Milanese signing yes. and not a Liverani signing. And I, I suppose Liverani probably took, uh, you know, uh, objection to the fact that 
he'd, Milanese had brought someone in who he hadn't sanctioned, authorised or know anything about. However, though, you were at the Colchester game and I wasn't. I thought he was one of the better players on the pitch for Colchester yeah. and that was diabolical. It was one of the worst performances <laughs> I've ever seen. And Neil Erdley and Ryan Hedges were two of the better players, actually. So, you know... That's crazy. He certainly didn't score an own goal. That's crazy. So Liverani was interviewed prior to the Notts County game uh, and said, we are eager to get a good reaction. We've already watched several of Notts County's games and analysed them. So that's relevant to the allegations of made that we weren't scouting our teams, I think. Yeah. Uh, he said, we know their strengths and weaknesses and we know we will be fully prepared for the challenge they possess. Yeah. We are a lot to our supporters. We need their support alongside everyone involved with the club as we try to move on up the table. Yeah, absolutely. So on Tuesday the 10th of February, uh, we had Notts County at home. Um, A great tweet from at Orient Stats um, said, in League One, there are no team currently worse than Notts County on form. They have only taken four points from their last eight matches and haven't scored any goals in their last four away games. Well, we're happy to be able to help teams break current bad records and bad spells that they're going through. Absolutely. Glad to be of assistance to, to other strugglers in the uh, in the league. Uh, the team was announced. Uh, Alex Chisak in goal, the new goalkeeper in goal. Sawyer at left-back. Lowry, uh, Baldry, centre-backs. Cuthbert was pushed out to right-back. Yep. Uh, Vincelo, Wright and Pritchard in the middle with Mooney, Dagnall and Lisby. Um, so that was the diamond midfield, was it? Um, I don't. I couldn't really tell, to be honest with you. I Fair don't even play. know if Liverani knew, to be honest. <laughs> Fair play. Subs was Woods in goal. Woods in goal. Yeah. Obviously, Clark, Bartley, Cox, McEnough, Bat and Hedges. So Cizak made his debut. While Lisby Cuff, but Mooney, Lowry, and Wright all were put back in yeah. the team. Cox, Clark, and Woods dropped to the bench. On Mazuzi, plus Marty and Lundstrom uh, not involved either. And Henderson's injured again. Apparently, according to Dave Victor. Today he'd done his knee against Scunthorpe. Crazy. I personally, um, I, I don't, th- I don't, I've, I'm very sceptical. Are you? Um, I yeah. thought Henderson done really well against Scunthorpe. I don't know if he's a broken player. If he's someone like that. If so, why is he? Don't why have we signed him? But anyway, not sure. So thoughts um, in the lineup. Um, surprised that Cox wasn't included, but it turns out Cox was actually he sick, was wasn't he? Ill, yeah. Um, and surprised not to see Hedges um, starting. Starting, yeah, yeah. So. On the plus, I was happy to see Moons at the top of the diamond, but I did I did feel that Liverani isn't doing himself any favours with certain team selections, especially yeah. Pritch on the right. Um, so a few tips that we got from you at Mike Brown Music said I fancy it tonight. I feel a big performance is on the cards. Come on, you O's. At Dave Rykard eighty, it's clear that Liverani does not know his strongest team. I know injuries do not help, but this is a strange one to me. Again, I think you've answered your own. Great question point about there, Liverani not necessarily knowing his strongest team. Very I point. think by default that you can't know it. Yep. At yeah. Bradley Ackers 95, said Henderson injured again. We must start looking at our medical staff because the injury list is getting beyond a joke now. And yeah. I did read a stat as well that we haven't had this, the same consecutive lineup ever. ever this season at yeah. all. It's changed. Every game has been different. Yep. Every game. Yeah, that's insane. It's ridiculous. That's insane. Don't, that's why we're bottom of the list. One of the reasons why we're bottom Absolutely. of the list. But yeah. we've had a long injury list. Yep. Anyway, at Sam Cash Nine, can't understand that team should be packing a midfield and to be as solid as possible. Yet he's picked three strikers. Yeah, and that case showing. So not a bad looking squad given the circumstances. One or two good players on the bench who could have a real impact later. Great point. So moving into the game, six minutes in, Josh Wright corner. Josh Wright's corners were absolutely brilliant. Oh, really? Else, yeah, they were really, really good. Better than Cox's. 
um, corners, um, and it, and it showed when when uh, Wright went off and, and and Cox was taking corners. Um, so on six minutes, Josh Wright corner forces a goal mouth scramble, our first chance, and a very positive start. Yeah, as um, always though, we always seem to start quite well, don't we? we? Do. And then if we don't get a goal in the first ten fifteen, the head seem to kind of drop mm. a little bit, don't they? It does seem to drop. 20 minutes in, we fail to deal with their number 27, uh, Balint Badgner, and he smashes home from uh, close range. Very poor defending from us. Couldn't see who was at fault, but having watched it back on the uh, DVD, as uh, Russell Slade used yeah. to say, uh, I think it was Baldry never, just never dealt Fine. with it, yeah. um, and he smashed it in. 40 minutes in, Dagnall sent through with two defenders chasing, but one managed to slide in tackle, blocked his shot, which uh, went out for a corner, nothing came of it. And then on 44 minutes... Um, another effort come to be cleared off the line from a Shane Lowry shot. Um, I thought it was the best half I'd seen in, in quite some time, not just the usual first 20 minutes, although we didn't really test Carroll despite lots of possession. That's the problem with the diamond, though. You can have lots of possession, but not necessarily be threatened. do anything with it. Yeah. yeah. So Play, second half? Players came out really early, actually, for a warm-up, which I haven't seen before. Uh, they, were then, they then spent about two or three minutes knocking the ball about, waiting for Notts County to appear. Very interesting to see that. You see the odd team here or there yeah, yeah. send the players out with the, with the coach and they do some quick footwork uh, just to get them warmed up again. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't didn't that's have a stra- that's, a, that's a really strange one, that is. I'm, I'm quite surprised by that. Yeah. Um, on 57 minutes, Dagnall was replaced by Sean Bat, uh, much to the crowd's displeasure. Um, I, d- I couldn't really understand why, because he hadn't been good. It was sloppy passes throughout the game. He just wasn't on it that day. Um, he runs a lot. His work rate is really, really high. His effort levels are amazing, but just wasn't his game. wasn't his day. I wasn't at the match, but I was on the way to Leeds, and I was following the game through Twitter. And I must admit, when I saw that tweet saying Dagnall would come off for bat, mm. I just annoyed. kind of... Not annoyed, but just surprised. And I just thought, if, if, you, if you need a goal, and it's out of Dagnall and bat... Maybe should have taken Lisby off instead. Yeah, left, absolutely agree. Absolutely but, agree, but, but, you know, he's the manager, so he gets paid for. Yeah. Um, so 63 minutes, Cox, is re- uh, Cox replaces Pritchard, and no sooner is he on... Uh, and Cox forces a corner. Unfortunately, nothing came of it. Yeah. Um, Cox tests Carroll uh, with a, but a comfortable save on 81 minutes, and Hedges comes on to replace Mooney. I feel that 87 minutes is too late to be on someone like yeah, Hedges. No point, needs to give him more time. Yeah. Needs to give the lad more time. Even 81 for Cox yeah. to come on. Yeah. Um, so full-time whistle goes, and a bad defeat. Booze. And it, see, it seemed to be a real kind of turning point. Because, well, not County at home and Scunthorpe seem to be two games where fans have just kind of my patience snapped on uh, on on that night and and I, and I had a massive rant and people looked around at me shaking their heads but you know I think compared to a couple of seasons ago I've been really really good like in terms of stemming my yeah, yeah. my um, frustrations and trying to see the positives in everything and but you just lost I, it, I just yeah I just lost that. yeah just it was just when I'll say it in my thing in my thoughts yeah. in a minute but you know, just the simple things we're doing. We're not the basics. Doing, yeah, just crosses into people that are there rather than overhitting stuff. And right. you know, well, so let's, my let's thoughts. Listen to your thoughts and let's let's go over your thoughts. Okay. So I, again, I haven't looked at your thoughts, so I'll just 
interject, interject yeah. as and when you see fit. So yeah. another performance where the players lack direction and a master plan. It looks like they're making it up as they go along. Don't know why Liverani started with no recognised wingers despite having four on the bench. Mackenough, Hedges, Bat and Cox. Agree with you there. That, it, it, it was strange. I, I get Cox, obviously, because he wasn't fit. He was but, but then why not? Mackenough coming yeah, just back. Absolutely. Why not start with Hedges absolutely. with one of them? Having seen the team, I was optimistic given our result against Preston recently but we started where, where we started with no real yep. width. So I tried to see yep. the positive there. Yep. I thought the back four did okay, despite failing to deal with the with their striker for the goal, largely because Knotts really didn't test them. Pritchard runs a lot, but unfortunately there's no fruits to his labour, and Vincelow actually forgot he was playing at Vin- times. Vincelow has been very anonymous compared to last season, so maybe it's because he's playing in a in a more advanced role that people have noted before. Um, he, but even so, mm. he's still it's been misplaced in a few passes, a few mistimed tackles, a bit of a different player to what he was last season. Very different. This time he played to the on the left. That, see, that doesn't work. Pritch was you on the right. You can't have Vince Lowe on right the right in the middle and, and Vince Lowe on the left. Another reason maybe why the diamond doesn't work is that you're taking your best players and putting them out of position. So yeah. you're, you're two probably most creative and influential players on the game are Vince Lowe and Cox, probably, on yeah. most days. Yeah. If you play the diamond, there is no left winger, so Cox automatically don't play. And Vince Lowe obviously isn't fancied as that central midfielder in the diamond he's fancied as left midfielder so he's taking the two best players and making them either A play out position or B not playing them mm. which is why I think the 4-4-2 works better yeah with those it, seems to, it seems to yeah um, so the fact that we lost and our keeper wasn't really worked at all is consistently is a consistently poor feature this season shows that teams grab a goal and defend they barely threatened and they've taken three points from us their keeper was barely worked too yeah. Also, speaking to other fans and reading stuff on Twitter after the game, there is such a difference of opinion from people who watched the same game. Opinions on who had a good game and, and who didn't. However, we're all unanimous that Fabio Liverani is out of his depth and we need a new manager in the building who knows our league urgently. I think that yeah, I think the Notts County game was the straw that broke the camel's back with a lot of people it wanting is, yeah. Liverani out and saying, you know, Slade only had six games before he was ultimately given the ultimatum. Yeah. And Liverani's had I think this that was is his tenth. That was his tenth today. No, no, Knotts was nine. Nine, yeah. and no sign of improvement had been made. But he just seems to be kind of. Bichetti doesn't seem to be kind of fussed about giving him the boot. Yeah. To quote one comment I saw on the forum, I find it funny in an angry way that Russell Slade, manager of the season, which is what you've just said in 2013-14, gets the ultimatum yeah. after only six games, and Liveron is still in the job. Um, my frustrations bored over at the end of the game when Cox put a free kick over. Uh, over to the far post but because it was hit over hit it totally missed everyone wasted opportunity and not doing the simple things well as endemic throughout the game as well as our season generally I think that's one of the points where O's fans get annoyed where you have a good good free kick in a position like that and if you just put it in the wasted. box and it gets over hit and it's just a, a wasted chance like cool. Lundstrom against Preston where we had it was 2 all it was 93rd minute we had a free kick in a really good position we had a chance to nick the three points and he just he just crossed it right into the keeper. Mm. Again, another opportunity, opportunity like, of just wasting wasting mm. opportunities and not doing, as you said, the basics correctly. And things like corners not beating the first man, stuff yep. like that. Also announcing the Man of the Match award when we've not done well enough and the best player on the pitch isn't given the award. Remain got it against Notts County, but I don't think he, w- he deserved it. In fact, none of them did. But if you were going to give an award to someone, then I think Josh Wright would have got my vote. Fair point. We've mentioned that time and time again I on tweeted this podcast. The club. I tweeted the club. Um, and also what happens is when you 
announced the match, man of the match, you didn't have a photo with the man of the match and a signed shirt. And I think that's definitely influencing people's choices. Yeah, of course, they get to meet the player that Absolutely. they like rather than yeah. the player that actually deserves it. Absolutely. So you rated the players then? I did. Night? Okay. I did. Um, five being the average. Um, I gave Sisak, uh, Chisak a, a five. Didn't have anything to do with notes, so didn't really get to see much of him. Cuthbert as as well did okay. Beldry and Lowry I gave a five. Would have been six if we hadn't have conceded because yep. generally I thought they did okay. Sawyer five didn't do much wrong. Rinslow four was anonymous for long periods, which is unusual. Gave Wright a six, a slightly above average. Good range of passing. Chase then down was a nuisance at times. Yep. Uh, Pritchard lots of huff and puff, no end product. Gave him a five. Mooney a five. Tried but didn't really work for him today. Dagnall I gave a four, ran a lot, lots of straight passes, wasn't really his day, and Lisby I gave a four to, barely won headers, didn't affect the game, and I thought he was quite poor, probably should have been subbed. Uh, attendance, today, attendance today was only 3-5-3-4 with quite a few away fans, particularly a Hungarian group who made lots of noise, especially when on-loan Hungarian striker Balint Bajna scored. I like the way you say Balint Bajna, it's very nice. Is that his name? Yeah, fair yeah, play. Um, so a few... Um, Tweets we had after the match, so thanks for all the tweets. Again, we can't read them all out, otherwise we would be here till midnight, but yeah. at Patsy Orient said some very strange decisions tonight. Was Dagnall injured? Why was Hedges left out? Pritchard? Well, just why? Yeah. <laughs> at Leighton James 2, why take the two best players off and the third sub was too late? Very poor, but let's go again Saturday. Hashtag stay positive. Yeah, at K Showing said if Bichetti isn't already looking around at possible new managers by now, and he's failing in his duty as an Leighton Orient chairman. Good point. At mid-table obscure, once again, a soft goal costing us not a good performance, but last season would have snuck a luck, uh, snuck a draw. Lucky not to have... Uh, n- luck not with us at the moment, sorry. Yeah, at Mike Brown Music, said so don't get the hate for Pritchard. I generally thought he was our best player first half, along with Lisby and Sawyer. Scapegoat. There you go, differences of opinions. Yeah. At Richard underscore C, um, no one can complain at being sub, not one player put in an acceptable performance. I really like this tweet coming up as well. At Chris Kane underscore 1992 <laughs> said, I'm not one for sacking managers, uh, def- and in brackets, defo not for in a year, but Liverani has got to go. There is no identity to the team or club anymore. At Dear Stu, what sort of formation and team selection was that tonight? Get out of our club, Liverani, and take your translator with you. (laughs) (laughs) At Dunmark, said mistakes made from Francesco Bichetti downward. Everyone is acting with positive intent, but need to learn from and react to errors quickly. Great point. Yeah, at Ben LOFC says, Pritchard is playing at the best of his ability and giving 100%, but he's nowhere near good enough at this level. What's Mooney's excuse? What's Mooney's excuse? Yeah, so... Some great tweets there, great, great points. Again, thanks for all those. Um, my thoughts on that. I thought Liverani started to walk a tightrope there with his latest team selection. And with this result, he's piled the pressure on himself. Not good times, a real yeah. kind of fallout. Um, so from then, Wednesday, 11th of Feb, Bichetti was interviewed on BBC London. He doesn't really say anything that we don't already know. It seems like he was more interested in plugging the TV show as opposed to talking about the yeah. club and what his plans are, yeah. which seems to be the constant problem. I think that was the only... The second time I've seen Bichette in an interview about Orient. Yeah. The first being the press conference, press conference where yeah. he'd just taken over and the second being that one and he still hasn't really said what his plans are with Orient. Mm. I know about the TV show but I don't know where he sees Orient in five years, ten years, even next year. Yeah. He really needs to start communicating more with the fans. If not at fans forums in uh, interview nights or, or whatever but he needs to kind of I think as a chairman he's got an obligation to club supporters to do more mm. which he isn't doing. Okay. Fair enough. 
So then, um, at the authentic Gaz writes an impassioned open letter to Francesco Bassetti. Worth a read to every O's fans. Makes some very good points, and and it was really uh, nice to read uh, something like that because um, I shared a lot of the sentiment. I think you did. Yeah, absolutely. Well. A re- regular tweeter to the show, and the letter is available via the Orve- the authentic Gaz via Twitter. It's on most of the Facebook, Facebook groups now, groups. and it's on the forums. A real good letter. Um, but and, unfortunately, and, and, Gary, um, he won't read it and nothing will come of it. Probably. But I appreciate the sentiment in it. And oh, yeah. Just he, to be... Well, speaks. he makes points that all Orient fans can identify with. Great letter. So yeah. Thursday, 12th of Feb, nothing, nothing happened. Thank goodness, we yeah. got a day's rest. So Friday, the 13th. Then, yeah, crazy dun, dun, day. Dun. So the Evening Standard um, started to look into Leighton Orient and a massive article on their website and in their paper. Um, so we've just taken key sentences out and the key bullet points out of that. For those of you that don't live in London or travel on the tube or aren't aware, the Evening Standard is just a free evening newspaper um, which is dished out and distributed at all London Underground stations in Zone 1 and 2, maybe some in 3, so most people read it on the tube home. It's also available online covering all things in London. Yep, so a massive headline saying something like Clayton Orient in turmoil and four bullet points beneath that. It says, boom, Italian boss uses translator with squad. Boom. Boom, players give own team talking tunnel. Boom, tensions over transfers and rising wages. Boom, danger of exodus as morale plummets. You know what we needed there was like the dot, the gong of Big Ben <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. So already this season, goalkeeping coach Kevin Dearden has left for Luton. Fitness coach Lee Southern would follow former boss Russell Slade to Cardiff. Didn't know that had happened. And physiotherapist Joe Sharp moved to Scunthorpe. It'd be no surprise to club employees if there were more departures in the coming weeks. This is all quotes from the actual article. It's yeah. available at the Evening Standard. If you Google Evening Standard, Leighton Orient, will it will come up. up. But we're just covering some of the key things. Right. Yep, so their first kind of sentence was around backroom staff leaving yeah. it also went on to say the players often don't know the team until 1.30 on a match day and they feel not enough work is done on team shape yeah in the game at Colchester last month the players ended up doing their own team talk in the tunnel they decided amongst themselves which opponents they would mark each mark at set pieces that's that's, no, that ended. that's vital because the second goal was from a set piece it was and I think from a corner and, and I think the guy who scored Mooney was on was it which is ridiculous yeah. um, off the field matters of also been chaotic with transfer business often conducted without the knowledge of Liverani. So that's just mental. So that's Hedges on loan, uh, Erdley on loan and Baldry almost out the door before Liverani knew what was going on. Which is just crazy when you think about that. That, that wouldn't happen at... Well, that doesn't happen at other clubs. No. At all. Yeah. Um, this is a strange one, uh, but we, we'd heard this before through various sources. It is believed Milanese was asked by members of the hierarchy to play Andrea De Sena, the former Liverpool defender, as an attacker against Crew. Now, we'd heard that before. Yeah. Um, that's just Dumbfounded. insane. Yeah. That might it? be why he tried that 50-yard immense volley from the touchline and almost scored to prove a point. But, yeah, I've I've heard that rumour various times and can believe that. Yeah, that's probably happened. Yeah. Um, so, the way structure... Another quote from the from the article. The way structure was blown out of the water when Bichetti arrived. Darius Henderson, Jay Simpson, J.B. McEnough, Andrea De Sena and Genvito Plesmati all thought to be collecting in excess of £7,500 a week. That's a lot of money. It's a lot for of a league, one club. So what's that? Five players? 37.5 grand. Just on those five players? A week. So it's called it 40 Jeez. for the sake of around yeah. that's £2 million pound a year. Yeah. There have also been doubts within the squad about the ability of forward uh, Plasmati, who has played in Serie A. 
but has spent the majority of his career in Serie B. I do, I do feel a bit sorry for Pazmati a little bit because if he wasn't Italian and if he was just like an English journeyman, he wouldn't get half the grief he gets. And I thought he was all right up until Scunthorpe. Before Scunthorpe, he had, he had had a few bad games. He was never great, but he, he was really bad against Scunthorpe. Yeah, he but was. again, if he wasn't Italian, if it was some kind of you know Dutch journeyman or. I don't know. Or even Emil a, Span- a Spanish journeyman. Yeah. Wouldn't get half the grief he gets. Yeah. There you go. Um, and apparently, for Nathan Clark's post-match interview with Dave uh, Victor today, uh, post-Chesterfield, apparently he's taking it quite badly. He's quite upset by it. I bet he is. Um, Can't be not, nice. He's, one thing not I, his fault. One thing the I will, chairman gives him the money. There you go. One thing I will, I will give him, though, is he clearly cares about his performance on the pitch. He's a very passionate, yeah. passionate guy. He loves getting involved. Um, and the last point we're going to make from the um, article is others at the club have wondered about levels of dedication shown by Desena. Mm. I.e., is he just in it for the paycheck? Mercenary. Is he fit? Yeah. I'm not sure. Not sure. So, a damning article which seems to have got a lot of exposure, and yeah. other media outlets like the Mirror and the Sun have started picking up on it. So, bit concerning. Yeah, bit concerning, I'd say, I'd say so. When it reaches mainstream media, definitely. Absolutely. So Liverani was interviewed on the Orient website yesterday. Um, a few things he had to say. Uh, when I arrived, we were in a bad situation in the table and I was prepared to fight every game to try and avoid relegation. I believe in these players and the squad and I'm sure we can do better. If we stick together, we can get out of this situation. In my opinion, we played well on Tuesday and didn't deserve to lose. We have to think positively and we will find a solution to this situation. To achieve the results in the long term, we have to play well and create chances as we did on Tuesday. We have a lot of games remaining and we have to do better. You don't have as many as you think, Fabio. You really yeah. don't. But also, that's exactly what you'd expect him to say. If he doesn't come out and say anything kind of... Positive, then you'd be crucified. Absolutely. Damned if he does and damned if he doesn't, right? Absolutely. So it leads us on to today, 14th of Feb, Day of Love. Um, yep. started off well in the morning great results for our under 18s as they come from 3-0 down to beat Dagenham and Redbridge 4-3 well done to Sandro Semedo with an 86 minute winner well just done, back mate. from uh, a broken leg oh was that kid yep. yeah yeah just back from a broken leg so and the great way to Odi Bajo is that that uh, Bajo scored two so well done Amazing. Well done. Really, seems like, really, seems like a really good player, that kid. He was unlucky not to score earlier in the season. He was, yeah. After yeah, line, yeah. As soon as he came on. So, Chesterfield away, massive game for the O's. So, the team was... Cizak, is that how you say? I think it's Chisak. Oh, let's call him Chisak. Cizak is fine. Cizak. Until he tells us otherwise. Defence was Sawyer, Lowry, Clark, Nomazuzi. In midfield was Cox, Vincelo, Wright and Pritch, with Dagnall and Moons up front. Yeah, uh, substitutes for the game today were Woods, Baudry, McEnough, Bat, Bartley, Hedges and Lisby. Quite a very strong bench, very pleased yes. to see that. Good. And a good conventional 4-4-2. Yep. Um, three changes for the O's today. Income on Mazuzi, Clark and Cox. Uh, for Cuthbert, who injured his ankle, Baudry and Lisby were also on the bench. The only, I think that's not a bad team. My only um, queries over that today would be Hedges not starting. Instead I would have liked to see Hedges Critch. for Pritch. Yeah. And Lowry you all know how I feel about Dagnall and Moons playing together. Yeah. But however. Dave Victor commented yeah. on that. Thanks, Dave. Um, and maybe, who did you say? Baldry. Baldry for Lowry. Uh, Some people are thinking. You, you said before. I said Lowry's home. not been on the best of form lately. But yeah. But Baldry had quite a good game last week, actually. Yeah. He was, I was quite impressed. Yep. So, so your yeah. reactions to that at Oliver Buck 97. Liverani's clueless. Pritchard starting when we have Hedges and McEnough. Yeah. Yep. Um, although you could doubt McEnough. But at Billy Herring 03, Liverani's going for the Slade lopsided 4 4 2 with Pritch playing the Jimmy Smith role. <laughs> Hashtag fuming. 
Very good, very good, Billy. Top man. At S underscore Fitz95 said, The worst player on the pitch on Tuesday retains his starting place today, yet one of the better players from Tuesday, in brackets, Baldry, gets left out. At, Dave, at David12 Lloyd, Hedges should start and Moons isn't doing well right now. Why can't we play Ling at right back and Omazuzi with Lowry at centre back? Good point there. I mean, there's a good point in that we aren't giving youth the chance. So is Ling ready and Granger? If they're, if they're ready for the squad and ready for the bench and they're ready for the first team. But uh, is now the time to be playing youngsters? Possibly, possibly. At yeah. Angelio, at Anglio loves Shippos. It's not perfect, but a huge improvement on last week's side. Angie loves hippos. I thought some Italian dude emailed him. Angelo. At Taser Junior, uh, JNR, number one now is simplicity. Two banks of four and be hard to beat. Then after that, we can think of what we'll do up top. Great point. Very, uh, very good point. At LOFC 1978, Hedges on the bench and Mooney in the first 11 is a joke. Hashtag oh. hindsight is a wonderful thing. Isn't it just? At, yeah, at Adel W. Orient. Uh, that team should be able to compete and get something. Yeah. So, game kicked off. Orient started brightly. Then on 21 minutes, Clark was a judge to have brought down Lavery. And Joe O'Shea slots home from the penalty spot. 1-0 Chesterfield. Now, we watched the we've, goals. We've seen the goals, yeah. So, recorded. The, penalty, Harsh, the penalty was a penalty. But was. Blatant yeah. penalty. Again, Clark left his Clark leg Clark leaves his leg out and then he just stands there. And again, no appeal. Yeah. Uh, penalty. Decent enough penalty. Cizak. Or Chizak dives kind of out the way. Yeah, he seems quite aerial. Chizak though, he seems to be able to Come fly out. through the air quite well. <laughs> As the ball is rock, rocketing past him into the air, he seems to like fly fly with it. Yeah, um, on the thirty decent enough pe- penalty. Yeah, and then on thirty four minutes, um, cut square to Mooney. Mooney. Um, who slotted home after a one on one with the goalkeeper, a, sm- a short one on one with the goalkeeper. A cock's done really well in the build up. Done really well. Say that, and then. Yeah. He, he could have well. easily shot. I don't know why he didn't. Well, uh, he saw, and I think Mooney had a much easier chance. So Cox doing what he done, squared the ball to our wonderful David Mooney. So, Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> wonderful foreign comment. We finally score a goal. So, a wonderful foreign commentator's return. You've been there for weeks, haven't you? Absolutely. <laughs> well done, David Mooney. The best thing about David Mooney scoring is is that. Being able to play that. But yep. but something that was noted on the Orient play was that um, no one went over to celebrate with Mooney once he'd scored. And uh, you, oh, Did you want to read anything into no, that? No, they went to that. The release we, of equalising? No, I, think thought, be... I thought a few people went over. Mooney does what Mooney does. He scores and he always kind of runs to kind of wind up the opposition, doesn't he? Do he think? does it and he always... Yeah, he done it again. He, look, okay. he ran off and done his own little skit that he always does. So cool. that led us into half-time, one yep. all. Attendance announced at six and a half thousand, two hundred eighty-five away fans. So well done, Great well out. done, guys. A, lo- a long way to travel again. February, everyone's broke, got no money left, and it's freezing. And, yeah. So well done. Absolutely. Great, great achievement. And then, typically this season, nine minutes into the second half, fifty-four minutes gone, mm-hmm. careless pass from Nathan Clark gives away possession. A low cross comes in, and I must say, Omar Susie hits a wonderful volley. Shame it's it's into Shame. his own goal. He hits it really sweetly. Um, side for just typical Orient season, and and when that went in, I'd say if everyone's being honest, no surprise to anyone. 
It's just unlucky. When you're down the bottom, that's what yeah. happens, right? Well look, well, look at the goals conceded, a penalty and an own goal. Yeah. And yes, they, they've not really created them themselves. Yeah, and then just to capitalise on what how strange that was, at, this is a tweet from at Chesterfield FC. So this is on their official feed. Um, someone goal at what a stroke of luck our man got to the byline cross Namazuzi with a textbook volley into his own net so what else yeah. are you going to say yeah so then Liverani maybe he's been playing us for fools maybe this is where he shows us his tactical genius so he starts making some subs 58 minutes Bartley it comes on for Josh Wright yep and then on 67 minutes um, Ryan Hedges replaces Bradley Pritchard it's good to see that he brought on Hedges earlier yep. in the game Yep. So maybe he's starting to learn, maybe more trust in Hedges. Yeah, possibly. absolutely. Good to see that. Um, then on 70 minutes gone, a long ball straight down the middle and none other than... So Mooney equalised, and I've got to say, yeah. great finish from Mooney, took yeah. it really well. Obviously confidence on a high from his goal earlier um, in the day. See, it goes back to what you said previously, where when Mooney doesn't have to think about what he's doing, yeah. and he's just instinct, he's great. Yeah. When he's got time to think, he, he fluffs it. But he, he controls, really well. yeah, controls really it well, superbly yeah. and capitalises and shoots low into the bottom corner. Terrific goal, 70 minutes gone, we equalise 2-2 and it's game on. Yeah, 83rd minute, final uh, sub for the O's. And I was disappointed to see this. I don't know if Mooney was injured or just snackered, but if someone's on two goals, leave them on the pitch. Yeah. For me, that was a bad sub. So if Mooney was injured or asked to come off or was lagging, yeah, I apologise, but we won in the game. But yeah. I was really surprised when, when I saw that. I really wanted Mooney to get a hat-trick, to get the first hat-trick of his Orient career. Um, and it's a shame he didn't. But then, you know, if that... 10-15 minutes of him being off makes him a bit fresher for Wednesday night then fair enough fair enough yeah absolutely and 88 minutes I thought the final chance for us to win it had gone um, the corner came in and Clark headed it um, and their keeper Lee clawed it out the top corner and I thought that was it I thought at that point it would be gone. a two-all yeah um, however deep into stoppage time the Chesterfield goalkeeper Tommy Lee makes a hash of a cross falls to Cox who still has effort who still has work so it's not as easy as just a tap in but Actually recorded in the terraces when the yeah, goal, absolutely. It? And Dean Cox smashes <laughs> it in, makes it 3 2 deep into stoppage time. Now, I had it down as seven minutes, but I think actually it was about 11 or 12 minutes. So, at the end of the match, Fabio Livrani is apparently telling all the players to go to the fans and show appreciation. Do you know what? It's been a long, hard, rubbish season, and it's about time we had a piece of luck like that. Absolutely. So, nine times out of ten, their keeper would have caught that. Yeah, ball game in, over, punts the ball upfield. But for Rough once, the, the luck on our side. And to yeah. be fair, like you said, Cox, difficult finish at the end of the day. Because he was being challenged by their right back. Challenged by, by their right back. Would have known the importance of that opportunity. Would have been bloody knackered. Dino, as always, mate. Top man. Just a completely big well done to you. Fantastic about our first three finish. points of 2015. Absolutely. So, interestingly observed that Nugent was in the dugout barking out Fabio's orders. Yeah. As well. well so Maybe they're to, learning. Maybe they're learning how to work alongside each other. So... A great win. Everyone on a high. We've got loads of tweets, but we can only include a few. So, man. Um, so, at Pank P. 
007 with a Valentine's poem. Roses are red, violets are blue. We were 2 1 down, but Cox won it 3 2. Brilliant. <laughs> Class. I do like that. At Bradley Ackers 95, well done to the lads and the manager. Fans may hate him, but if he gets a stick for. But if he gets stick for losing, he should get praised for winning. I agree with that. So when he yeah. loses, fine to get on his back. But when he wins, you've got to give him some credit for that. Yeah. Say, made the subs, made, made made all three subs and obviously worked hard for him. Yeah. At Football CJW, so a vital three points, of course. But we've said before about wins that should kickstart our season. Crew and Crawley, hashtag still worried. Good point there. So from this, what you're saying is you should build on your and last yeah, win. Yeah. Which hasn't happened. Yeah. So, so the players then got involved in a bit of social media, didn't they? So that's yeah. good to see that again. Absolutely. Uh, Josh Wright, at Josh Wright 4, said, Great support there today from the fans. The whole team and club dug in until the end and we was rewarded. It should have been. We were rewarded, Josh. Yeah. So get back to the English classes. Get yourself out of faces. Ouch. Just kidding. Ouch. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> at Dean underscore Seven Cox said, Such a great feeling scoring at the end. A great win. We need to keep it going now. Great support and a safe trip home, everyone. Absolutely. And um, Marvin Bartley, good to see you back on the pitch, buddy. Yep. At Do The Bartman One. Don't often tweet about football, but I'm sure that's what you said the last time you tweeted. But but the win today was the best way to silence the mole in the camp. Very referring, interesting. Referring back to the art, Evening Standard yeah, article very interesting, that we read Marv. earlier. Get in yeah. contact. We'd like to know more about that. At E Omazuzi. So talk about a roller coaster. It was a great feeling to get the win. The boys never give up. Onwards and upwards. Absolutely. That leaves us 23rd in League One. Now having played 29 games, we've won seven, drawn eight, lost 14. We've scored 38 goals. We've conceded 46. That leaves us a goal difference of minus eight on 29 points. So if results go our way in midweek, so if teams around us lose on Tuesday and we win on Wednesday... We'll be out of the relegation zone. Ooh, that feels which good to be good. able to say that. And yeah, then we've got but... a game in hand over Crawley, which will be the Rochdale game. So if we can win that, that'll be tough. But if I'll we tell you what, though, it... I, we've got some bloody hard games coming up. So positives, negatives. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so positives, we bloody won. So first three points of 2015 and not before time. Second positive, David Mooney scored twice. Yeah. Mooney doing what he does best, taking his chances early. Clean, good finishes. Yeah. And thirdly, more of the team starting to come back. So we've got Bartley, McEnough, Lowry, Lisby and Bat. Yeah. Some good positives there. Absolutely. Negatives though, aimed more at Notts County really. We lost to a team who had nothing about them and rarely threatened. Yep. Hedges not given a chance in the starting 11. I'd love uh, to see Hedges start on Wednesday. I really want to see him start. Go at him. I really want you to know, see him Bradford, start. Yeah, Bradford will hopefully be a bit tired, but injuries in the squad still seems to be a problem. Yeah, absolutely. So, we've got, in the next coming week, we've got two home matches, and if we take six points, if we take six out of six, I think we'll definitely be out of the relegation places, but two really hard games. So, we've got Bradford on home on Wednesday, they're ninth in the league, and if they win, they will be in the playoff places. I think that's going to be a difficult match. They're a well-supported team, great fan base, and they're in good form. And they're actually playing Sunderland in the FA Cup uh, tomorrow on Sunday. So hopefully Sunderland will give them a tough, hard game and hopefully most of the Bradford players will be knackered. We follow that up by playing Oldham at home next weekend. They're, they're six in the league, which surprised they're me. really actually. well. I thought they were about 10th really or 11th. Well. I had no idea where they were that high. Um, however, they had a bad defeat today to Colchester at home. So hopefully... They won't be on such good form. Hopefully that's not the wind out there sails quite a bit, yes, I hope. I agree. Um, so our message to you, if you go into Brisbane Road, I'm sure most of you listening to this podcast are, we need to get Brisbane Road rocking, absolutely rocking, and make it a fortress. So let's sing loud and sing proud for the boys. 
I actually, I've told you this, I taught Jess, my daughter, her first Latin Orient song. Oh, what'd you teach her? La, 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 la. Did you? Yeah. And does she do the oi? She does the oi. That's amazing. So if you've got young kids, get them, get them involved. La, 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 la. It's oh, easy. it is easy for a kid, and they, they seem to find it funny. Awesome. I'll have to record that and get oh, on the next mate, podcast. Oh, mate, yeah, do that. <laughs> so that's about it for this week. Uh, 55 minutes or 56 minutes-ish is what we're at at the moment. So another long one, but we had two weeks to cover and two games. Yep. Thanks for joining us. This is episode number 28. Yeah, keep all your tweets, emails, everything coming. We love it. You know, And if you see us on um, on Wednesday or Saturday... Say hello, and yeah. if you want a badge, we'll take a few out with us. Yeah, we're doing the badges, raising money for prostate cancer. Yeah. So um, please, they're only two quid, and we're giving every penny. We're paying for the badges, and two hundred and fifteen pound <laughs> raised so far. And we hope to make that a lot more. We hope to get around the thousand mark by the end. Ideally, works out by, so, by, by May thirty first, or by the day the, the, the so, prostate so if you listen cancer. Listen to the podcast, get yeah. in contact with us, and we'll do our utmost to get you a badge and to meet you before any of the matches. Yep, so that's it for this week's. Uh, look forward to uh, speaking to you, hearing from you, and we'll be back next Sunday for episode number 29. In uh, the meantime, up the O's. Have a good week.